You're glad to be back in the house of the Lord today. Ain't God faithful? A lot of miles on this old boy since the last time you saw me, and it's exciting. Uh, we, we got to drive by Asbury College yesterday. I've been there. I've been to Asbury. I, uh, uh, we have a friend of ours, well, there's actually two people that we know, Pastor Doug Smales went to Asbury, and then we have another uh, fellow went to Asbury. And so the pastor, or so whoever, whoever was leading this, um, he said those would like to stay after uh, the church services and pray, we encourage you to do that. So a lot of the students began to do that. And there's a revival that's broke out at Asbury College down in Lexington. And uh, man, I tell you what, if my schedule wasn't so tight, I'd have, I'd have stayed a night and been there and uh, been a part of that. Man, I tell you, it's exciting. I remember um, there was one that broke out at uh, Rod Parsley's church up in, uh, well, it was a camp meeting that he was having up there. And uh, what, Ronald and Kathy and there's Christy and me and who else went? Several of us went two nights, didn't we? Didn't we drove back up there and, uh, and went. And, man, I tell you what, I want to be where the fire is. But let me tell you, I want the fire right here. You know, I don't want to have to drive two and a half hours to get the fire. We should be able to have the fire right here, right here. And you know how we get it? It's by living right and being hungry for, for Jesus. Amen? No doubt. I'm preaching a message to you today entitled The Pursuit of Failure. You say, well, that should be the pursuit of, fa- of success, but just hang with me here, and I'm going to lead you through something here by God's help. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your help, Lord. Thank you for this service, what you've done. I just thank you for all the nine children since July that have been saved in Gospel Quest. And God, we just pray that it continues. We pray for souls from the north, the south, the east, and the west in the name of Jesus. Can I, can I bear my heart with you on something? As we were driving to Lexington to see our son and daughter-in-law this past weekend, well, this weekend, we left on Friday and we're driving, uh, you know, down 64. It's pretty pretty boring drive. It's almost like a 79 drive. You know, you just go until you get there. And Christy's reading something, and my mind had went back to a, a period of time with our, within our church and within Braxton County where we were doing Pray for Braxton. Several of the churches were getting together on a regular basis, and we were praying. We were seeking God. We were uh, just believing God for great things. And, and so during that time, and this is probably I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And look, I, I don't see into the spiritual realm very often. But when I get to see that, that's a pretty awesome thing. So back then, and just bear with me, back then there was, there was a particular thing that, that we were praying against uh, in, in, this, in this area uh, and Barb, I, I had called Barb because I couldn't remember what it was at that time, but it came back to me, and what is it? It was the Legion. It was Legion. It was the Legion thing. And so it came back to me um, just about two hours ago, actually. So I literally, as we were praying against, against the demonic within within Braxton County. How many believes that there's demonic that is assigned to different areas? Do you think that God wants the pulse here? Absolutely. Do you think the devil does not? Well, who wins? That's a no-brainer. 
God wins. Every time, God wins. So anyway, so I, I, we had, and the story's all over the place, but you've got to bear with me. So we're on our way to Pennsylvania. John is still in school, and we're on our way to Pennsylvania for him to play in a soccer tournament up there. And so I had, I had saw a vision of, this, uh, of the demonic stronghold of the legion demon uh, being bound in, in West Virginia, being bound in Braxton County. Literally saw that. And I can tell you, it's hard to explain. Maybe John can draw it because he's a, being the artist that he is. But I saw this, this legion demon with a choke collar around it, which was silver. And then there were four chains, each going to each side of the jail cell. The jail cell did not have a door. Let me explain to you about what you bind and what you loose. What you bind on earth is for eternity, not for a season. Bear with me there. What we bind on earth shall be bound for eternity, not for a season. What you bind in your life doesn't mean that it's coming back. If you've had cancer in your life and you prayed cancer off of you and you had people pray cancer off of you, whatever statistics may say, well, the statistics say that it will come back. Who said that? God didn't say that. I've had people tell me, they said, well, you know, God healed my back, but I still have to be careful. Why? If God healed your back, why do you have to be careful? Well, I can't lift big stuff. See, we put limitations on ourselves because of our words and because of our thought process. So anyway, I got this this vision, and, and I remember telling several of us about this vision of, of, this, uh, of the legion demon being bound in this area. Okay, so, <laughs> and it's, a, it's, it's brown, it looks lizard-like, and it breathes. And so I'm driving down the road to Lexington, Kentucky on Friday, and I'm just driving along, and Christy's reading some declarations that she normally reads, and my mind and my, and, and my spiritual realm of me goes back to that place. And I went back into that place where this legion demon is. And it is still bound. There is still no door to the jail cell. I heard the chains rattle from the bound of the chains. There's four of them. There's one that goes to this corner, one that goes to that corner, one that goes to this corner, one that goes to that corner. I heard the chains as he moved. He wasn't mad. He wasn't disturbed. He is stripped. Of his power for eternity. And we did that through prayer. Through prayer. God did that for us. 
and I heard it breathe. And it breathes with a rattle. Now, look, y'all, I was saved a Methodist. I was raised in an Advent Christian church. I was filled with the Holy Ghost 34 years ago. I pray for the sick and I see them recover. I see God do things. I have seen the glory of the Lord. But to go to a place where I went on Friday that I've not been for a long time, it will mess up your reality versus spiritual. And Christy looked at me and she said, you are a million miles away, where are you? And I said, well, let me tell you. Here's why God allowed me to see what our church and what the churches can do in this area if we will unite one to another. Because God is making room for another demon. God is making room for another demon. We are about to embark on binding another demon that will no longer attack West Virginia or no longer attack Braxton County. I don't know which one it is. I don't know which one it is, but I got to see where it's going to be. Now, you think, John, you're a kook. Well, let me tell you where I went, and I heard those chains. Those chains will never fall. Chains will continue to fall off of you because you're delivered, already delivered. All you got to do, even if you're in the midst of an addiction or a struggle, even in the midst of that addiction, start telling yourself you're, you're, you're delivered. You're set free. You're the church, the most powerful identity that ever existed. You're the church. You know, that song that we used to sing, I was telling Olivia this one day, I said, I don't even think that song's spiritual. I don't even think we should sing it again. This is how I fight my battles. We're the church. Why are we fighting battles? Battle's already been won. We're already victorious. We're, we're victorious. The only thing left for you and me to do is to get them in. Get them saved, get them healed, get them delivered, get them set free in the name of Jesus. Can we not say amen to that? Hallelujah. So here as we go into the pursuit of failure, here's the question. How many of us, and you've heard me laugh about this before, how many of us today want to be a successful failure? Any any takers? You want to be a successful failure? Well, let me tell you, the best way for you to be a successful failure is to never have a goal. Never have a goal. If you never have a goal, you'll be the most successful failure that you could ever be. I wrote this down, and I called Lindsay, and I said, Lindsay, I need you to put this on Facebook for me, because I believe it's revelation. Listen to this. As we pursue success... Failure is seeking opportunity. Think of that. As we pursue success, whether it's in business, whether it's in church, whether it's in uh, a degree that you're working on, whether it's in kicking an addiction, whatever it might be, as you 
pursue success. Failure is seeking opportunity. Remember something that failure is always pursuing you. Failure is always pursuing you. The key to, to overcoming and not being a failure is you have to allow God to help you to stay ahead of it. There are four ways to stay ahead of failure. Number one <coughs> is this. You have to eliminate limitations and hindrances in your life. You have to know who you are. You have to, you have to accomplish and aim for purpose. The reason why sometimes that we feel like there were failures on things is because we continue to, to walk in insanity, which is to continue to do the same thing over and over, but to expect a different result. And what we have to do is we have to exist with purpose. We have to exist with purpose of saying, okay, what is the purpose that God has called me to do. Well, if you are part of the church, understand something that you cannot be defeated. Only if you choose to be. Remember that as you pursue success, failure is seeking opportunity on you. <laughs> but when you look at Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that all things work together for the good of them who love God. All means all. That means the good, the bad, the ugly. Whatever we go through, it is for his purpose and for, the, uh, for them that love God. To them who are called, say called, according to your purpose. No, his purpose. Tricked you there. His purpose. When you get saved, you need to kick your purpose out the window. It no longer exists. I mean, it can, but then there's going to be a controversy between your purpose and God's purpose. And see, we have to do what God says to do. That's what this church here in Braxton County. We have to find out what God wants and do it. That's it. It's simple. So that's the first thing that we have to do. The second thing is... Is, is to be able, four ways to, to stay ahead of failure. The second thing is, is the mindset, your mindset and your determination. Think success and not failure. And I'm talking about in business or in your spiritual life, in your church, in your marriage. There's people that have been up and down in their marriage and their relationships. And, well, you know what? Why not? One more divorce won't hurt. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not telling you to stay in a relationship that is abusive. Nobody ever should stay in a relationship that is abusive. But I tell you what, the enemy splits marriages all the time. If we think failure, we'll achieve failure. If we think success, we will. Your speech is very important. If you constantly say, well, I'll never get it right, I'll never kick the addiction, uh, I'll never make it in business. 
Well, then expect that. Expect it because we know uh, we know what the scripture says. <clears throat> what the scripture says about death and life is in the power of the tongue. It's there. But let me give you another scripture. How many people today want to walk in the blessings of God? I do. You know, as I get older in ministry, I, I mean, it's bad enough I used to be so opinionated, now I'm even worse. But listen to this. I don't disagree with anybody who has money. I think it's a wonderful thing. Zig Ziglar said, would you rather go through a circumstance in your life broke or with money? He said, I'd rather go through a circumstance with money. Now, remember that money is not the root of evil. The love of it is. If that's what you're worshiping, then you're in a heap of trouble. But what I have found is that the people that are broke that pick on rich people, they're jealous. They're jealous. There's times in my life I've had $200 in my checking account and I think I'm the richest man in the world. You know, you could have a big house. You could have a big house and a nice car. But that's not success. Success is measured by the family, are, are you keeping that family together? Are you, you walking in health? Or, or, you know, it could be, you, you could have a huge house on the outside, but it could be a wreck on the inside. There, there were times with our children being raised that, that I would look at them and I would say, if you don't quit, I'm going to have to give up pastoring. You, you say, well, why would you say that? Because if I didn't have control of my house, how can you be a part of the house of God? I called Andy one time. You remember that? I said, I can't do this anymore. I called him Scott. I said, I can't do this anymore. I said, I just cannot do it anymore. And being like Andy and Scott in their persuasive ways, here I are still all these years. But when you look at this, Psalm 18, or Psalm, uh, Psalm 18, verse 18, they prevented, now listen to this, wait a minute, that's wrong, 21, for I have kept thy ways of the Lord, and I have not wickedly departed from my God. You have to keep his ways. It goes back to Romans 8, 28. His purpose for your life. His ways. His ways are not our ways. But Psalm 37, 5 says this, Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring them to pass. Because if we know His ways for our life, then we're going to do it. We're going to be obedient to Him. Because, listen to this, Here, here's, here's part of success, and this is where I, I, I hear preachers sometimes that I'll talk to them on the phone, and you can hear this underlying innuendo that 
that, you know, maybe my preaching may be a little off because I believe in success. I'm, I, I believe in prosperity. I, don't, I, I live by that because I know what it's like to not prosper. And that's embarrassing and I don't want to be what God doesn't want me to be. You say, well, you're one of those get rich, get in my pocketbook type preacher. No. No, not at all. I want you to be obedient to God. But there are books inside of many of you all. There's stories that you could tell that will set the captives free. There's businesses that you could start that can literally help millions. Stop waiting on the other guy to do it. It's time for you to do it. God's called you to do it. You have no hindrances. The the only limitations that you have is you. That's it. You could be your worst enemy if you allow you to be. But if you can keep him dead, Romans chapter 6 and Romans chapter 8, if you can keep the old man dead, then you could see miraculous things happen in your life. Am I preaching to you today? I'm not rowdy today because I really want, I want, I want you to get this. But Proverbs chapter 14, 23 says, All hard work brings a profit, but nearly talk leads to poverty. Many people today are all talk and no action. Does anybody have any dumb relatives? Don't stare. Dumb relatives. <laughs> Poverty is all talk. Now listen to this. They asked a bunch of relatives one time, they said, What would you do if you won the lottery? Here's what the guy said. He said, i tell you what I'd do if I won a lottery. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put a new roof on this trailer. And if I have any left, I'll screen in that back porch. Buy you a new trailer. (laughs) Buy you a new house. That's where it works. Many people today are all talk. (coughs) Leads them to poverty. Leads them. Have you ever seen people, they'll say, well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, I'm going to start this, I'm going to start that. And the next year, they're exactly where they were before. You ever seen that, Gary? People that way. I've done it before. But you know what? Many times within people's lives, I got to tell you, I failed. I failed before. I failed before. But guess what? I didn't let that 
be what defined me. It didn't define me. I got up, I brushed myself off, and I started over. Sometimes you have to do that. And let me tell you something, church. I was telling John Christopher this yesterday. Never say that you've arrived. Never say that you, you have arrived. But you allow God to use you and these thoughts and these, these ideas and these visions and these things that God gives you. It's time for you to do it. Because talk's cheap. But hard work pays off and it has a profit. That's what Proverbs 18.23 says. <laughs> we should seek spiritual success more than we seek earthly success. When you, when you define success, it's about who you are. Success is about who you are. It's about your integrity. It's, it's about... Uh, our faith and our discipline and our honesty and our loyalty and our love. That's true success. First John 5, let me, let me, let me go to there. First John chapter, uh, chapter 2. I feel like I'm just kind of teaching to you because I think that many of us need to know this. First, Tim, uh, First John chapter 2 and verse, <clears throat> verses 15 through 17. <laughs> Love not the world, neither the things that are of the world. If any man loves the world, and love the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, and lusteth after the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of this world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. What am I preaching to you today? What did I say to you? If we abide in him and he abides in us, whatsoever we ask, he'll do it for us. We have to abide in him. We have to know what he wants for our lives. You can have the greatest job, the biggest house, and your family is a wreck. Your spiritual life is a wreck. But God has called you to obedience. My final scripture to you today is this, and this will set you free. Psalm 112. Praise ye the Lord. Blessed is a man that feareth the Lord and delighteth greatly in his commands. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generations of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the upright thou ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and is full of compassion and of righteousness. A good man soweth favor, showeth favor. And leadeth. He shall guide his affairs with discretion. You go over into Romans, uh, over into Deuteronomy chapter 28, 
There are blessings, but the blessings come through obedience. And then if you do not want the obedience, and if you do not want the blessings, then he also tells us in Deuteronomy 28 that you will be cursed if you do not do these things. Now, church, if I'm going to be a success for the kingdom of God, and if you're going to be a success for the kingdom of God, we have to be obedient. We have to be obedient. Because our integrity is not measured by what we do in public, but what we do in private. Do we love? Are we, are we forthright in business? Let me tell you something. If you have failed in a ministry, if you have failed in a ministry, that doesn't mean that you're done. If you have failed in, ministry, in business, that doesn't mean that you're done. Start again. Learn more. That's the pursuit of failure. The pursuit of failure is the not to do it. But remember that failure will always follow you. And you got to stay ahead of it. Always. You say, well, why do I have to stay ahead of it? Because you don't want it to catch you. You don't want it to catch you. And don't be prideful. Let me tell you something. Don't be prideful. God hates pride. And you know what? One of the things that, that I'm believing and one of the things that I'm going to have to, to really not be prideful about is that when this place tears loose and other churches aren't, but this place is. When this place tears loose and people are being healed and delivered and set free, we have got to crucify pride because it may not be happening down the street or up the street, but it may be happening here. And you know why it's going to happen here? Because we're seeking it. We're believing for it. There are programs that need to be written. There are things that are inside of you that God wants you to do. If, if I could sit down long enough, there are books and books and books inside of me that I want to write. I want to write them. Because I believe they'll help people. I want you to dream big. Dream big. I see you prospering in spiritual ways and in financial ways. I see these hundred chairs full. I'm calling forth things as though they aren't, as though they are. You know why? Not so we can brag, but so that we can see the captive set free, heal the brokenhearted. 
God has put a team together here that can do big things. If it wasn't important for us to be here, we wouldn't be. We wouldn't be here. Why would God waste our time and our talent, all of us that are here, if God didn't want to do something big right here? Why did he give us such a big church if he didn't want to fill it up? We bought 100 chairs. Time to wear them out. I would love to see something every day, something going on here. Not just to be doing stuff, but seeing people delivered, seeing people get help. Mike, come here a minute. I'm so proud of this guy. How much weight you lost? Huh? You were 380? How much are you now? Really? Really? That's awesome. Doesn't he look good? And it's, and it's probably the easiest thing in the world that you've ever done. Isn't it? No, I know it's not. I'm just being sarcastic. I'm just being sarcastic. You feel better? You look better. Well, that's a good thing. He's not falling asleep in church anymore. That's a good thing. Huh? You don't snore anymore? You can. Now, how do you, you know, what got you to the place? Your mother threatened you, number one. Your doctor threatened you. Well, I thought you said your mom threatened you, too. <laughs> what did he say to you? Right. What did your doctor say? Same thing. So God's helped you, hadn't he? And, you, and what's your goal? Forty-five percent. Can he do it? Yeah, he's already doing it. What's the number to that? Two ninety. Why not? Yeah. See, because the scripture says, "I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me." That's what he says. And and who is that for? You. That's for me. That's for us. That's for us. I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. That's so awesome. I mean, it's so awesome. Well, he'll buy them. <laughs> we'll buy them. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I believe that. I believe that. I believe it. Determination. Now, you don't think that failure doesn't follow that guy? The failure is looking for an opportunity. But Mike's staying ahead of it. He's staying ahead of it. <laughs> That'd preach, won't it? Just like I wrote down, as we pursue success, failure is seeking opportunity. 
I want to see God do big things. I've seen him do big things, and you have too in your life. And, and it's, it's up to us to, to share what, what God's doing. You know, one thing I want us to do, and I've I talked to I talked to Dustin about this, and I talked to, to Lisa Adams. She they normally sit back there with Melissa from our daycare. And I, I talked to him the other day about this. I would love to see us write our own program. And, and, and I'm talking about a program not like a Celebrate Recovery because Celebrate Recovery already exists. But I'd like us to write our own program. Just like we have Gospel Quest. Gospel Quest belongs to the Pulse. And, and it's nine souls have been saved, you know, through, through that. And we're real excited about that. But I would love for us to write a program for people that are on the way from being delivered from addiction. If you notice, I didn't say struggling with addiction. I said on their way to the deliverance. And this program would be to where we can offer salvation to people who, uh, who are, are going through that process. Not only that, but giving us an opportunity that, to, to pray for, for deliverance. I remember Karen and Ricky bringing their son up here one, one day. And he was sick with a fever. Which one was that? Remember which kid that was? I can't remember. Malachi? And I remember standing right here and praying for him. And he threw up right here. Y'all remember that? Threw up right here. The stain was there for the longest time. It's not there now. But there was a, there was a stain there. And he threw up. After he threw up, he was healed. He was fine. He was fine. I'm talking about writing a program of deliverance. The people will be healed, delivered, set free. You know who can write that program? You can, who, who can write that ministry? People who've been there. People who've been there. That's what I was telling Lisa. I was talking to her down at the Go-Mart the other day. She hollered at me. She was in the store, or she was in her car. And I said, hey, so I got an idea. Pray about this. So if you have ideas about that, bring them to me. Because we're to change the world. We're to change Braxton County. We're to change the state of West Virginia. I don't want to have to drive two and a half hours for a move of God to go back to Lexington to Asbury. I'm excited for what's going on down there, but I want it here. Here. <coughs> a move of God here. But just like I've said before, God is always moving. He's waiting on us. Stand to your feet. Waiting on us.
It wasn't one of those shouting hallelujah messages, but let me tell you something. It meant a lot to me when the Lord gave it to me. I'm not in pursuit of failure. I'm not going to leave this world as a failure. I refuse. I refuse. Father, I pray you help us today. I pray you lead us. I pray you guide us. I pray you direct us. I pray you help us as we walk with you. As we're in pursuit of you. Of following you. Doing what you want. And God, we give you thanks and we give you praise. And we give you honor. Because you're worthy. You're worthy in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Barb, come here if you would uh, with me. And uh, you may be seated for just a moment. I racked my brain. It took me forever to figure that out. I prayed and I had Olivia pray too. Did you? Yes. It was like I was praying. It was like I didn't. Because I knew it was something. I just couldn't remember. Yeah, but when you said it, I knew we asked yeah. That's exactly what it was. Barb takes care of, uh, she's a huge intercessor, Yoey and, and uh, Christy and Barb. And who else is big on, is it Olivia? Olivia. And um, intercession is a huge thing that you have to have a prayer covering. If you don't have a prayer covering, uh, you, you, could, you just got to have a prayer covering. And we have, we have scaled back somewhat to, to where our prayer call is about a half hour. It's about a half hour. Most, 15 minutes. 15 minutes. 15 minutes after. But we're not getting huge participation out of it. And we've been doing it for what, two years? I think so. About two years. And we, you know, we thought about stopping it. But we can't, and, and I, I was talking to Olivia and, and, and uh, Barb one day, and we said, well, you know, maybe we'll move it to three days a week or blah, 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 and so it was coming up on the, the almost the 8 o'clock hour, and it was like, I just, we couldn't do it. I called Barb and Olivia, I said, we got to do it. I said, we got to, we can't stop. If I challenged you, to be on that prayer call that would change the lives of our church, change the success of our church, change the world, change Braxton County. Could you take a few minutes and join us? Please. Amen. I'm just asking for help. You don't have to pray, but, but we'd love for you to pray. Some of you all are beautiful prayers. But I'm talking about changing the world. Amen. You know, we can't have schemes. We can't have programs. We can't have this. We, we, can, we can do all that kind of stuff to draw a crowd. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want people to be drawn here because they're led here. Amen. I want people to come to a program of deliverance because they feel led here. Amen. But... Recently, several of us went over and we prayed in front of the steps at the, uh, over in Gassaway. We took some anointing oil yes. and we 
drew a line. Drew a line over uh, over the building there. And everybody who who went into that building had to cross that line. Yes, uh, Barb and and several went up to the dam, and we had prayer. And you put salt yes, and oil, oil. Yep. in in into the lake up there, and then it flowed down the river. Yep. And. If we're going to change, now listen to me, if we're, and I know everybody's life is busy, but if I can get on a prayer call when I'm on vacation in Florida, and I'm not trying to pump me, myself up, but if I could be on a prayer call while I'm driving down the road on, on my honeymoon week with my wife so that I could pray, it's important. It's really important. Yes. yes and I'm not saying that for me, but I have pretty good attendance. I mean, there's some time, I haven't been on yeah. the past two days, but I've been in Lexington. But, yeah. but you know, I, I have a good attempt. I'm not asking you to do anything that I don't do myself. Because it is important. I'm on it every night. <laughs> You're on it every night. She leads it. And she's on it every and night. And it hurts my heart. Because you all don't come on. Yeah. But I want to say this too. Forgive me. I want your forgiveness. Because I haven't done everything. I haven't had the right attitude all the time on the prayer call. I haven't done the right thing, so please forgive me. The other night, it was just Olivia and I. I'm going to tell you what. God was there. He was in our presence. This morning, Yoey, this morning, God was in our presence. He's showing us things. And you may not pray, but at least let me know you're there. Tell me your name. Let me know you're there. If you don't pray, that's okay. I'm not going to condemn anybody who doesn't want to pray. But agree with us. Agree with us. Because Braxton County and Putnam County and Kanawha County and West Virginia is depending on us. They're depending on us. They're dying and going to hell, and it's our fault. It's not theirs. It's ours. It's our fault. Because we're not seeking the Lord enough for them. What he says in, in prayer calls sometimes, too, he, he speaks to us. Oh, yeah. He has spoken to us many times in prayer call. He says, you know, um, he's going to saturate the atmosphere. Do you know what that means? That means his presence is going to fill the atmosphere. There's something else that you need to know about Asbury. Do you know the man that they named Asbury after? John Wesley sent him. Really? Yes. My brother sent me this information, and it blessed me. John Wesley sent a 26-year-old man to that area, and he rode horseback everywhere he went, all over planting churches. He never married because it was too, it was too hard. He died at 70. But that's who started that college. So it came from John Wesley. It came from a man of God. And he was also, Asbury was also a part of the Second Great Awakening. Do you want that for here? I do. I do. And it, it starts with us repenting. It starts with us repenting for the things that we're doing wrong. And what we're doing wrong is not going out and seeking after the lost. They're out there lost and they're begging for somebody to come. 
Do you not hear them spiritually? I can hear them in my spirit. They're begging for somebody, please come and tell me how I can get out of this mess. I'm in a mess. I don't know how because the world can't offer them anything. There is nothing that the world can offer them. The only one who can save them is Jesus Christ. And are we setting on our blessed assurance in our church all snug? Our worship was wonderful today, but he wants us to go to a higher level. There's a higher level. Do you know that? How many of you have ever experienced it? I have. I have, and I seek that. They were wonderful. The praise team, they're wonderful. Their voices were joined together. God was all over them. Thank you, Jesus. All over them. It was wonderful. But there's a higher level than even that. Can you imagine a higher level than what we experienced this morning? Yeah. I can. Because I've seen it. I've seen it. And that's what I carry here. That's what I'm supposed to carry. I carry that so that Braxton County can, can, can get it. All those drug addicts, we have the answer. We have the answer for them. All those people who are bound by pornography, we have the answer for them. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the soon coming king. Now, something that I want to do, and I'm praying about it. I'm going to do it if you want to join me whenever. I'll announce it the week before I do it. But um, the Lord showed me that Braxton County, of course, is divided in in four different regions, four different districts, north, south, east, and west district. And I'm going to go to those districts probably on a Sunday afternoon to pray over the districts. And I'm going to name names. I'm going to name towns and cities and you know Braxton County is in um, I mean uh, Gassaway is in the I'm not sure I think it's I don't think it's in the southern district I've always thought it was but it's not but like I want to go to the to to our county seat and pray there I want to go to the high school and the middle school and pray over there and pray over the cities that are in the northern district so if you want to go with me I, I, I told the Lord I don't care if anybody else goes with me you don't have to. But we did that here. We're going to do it again here. You know, we're going to go to certain... I want to go to the... This morning, the Lord and I talked about this. Um, I wanna, I'm going to the park and ride in Frametown. Mm. Because that's in the Southern District. And I'm going to go to that park and ride. If you want to join me, I'll let you know what day I'm going. I want to go on a Sunday before a um, holiday of somebody... Of, of these other religions... Because there are certain holidays that they have. I want to go and pray over our counties. Do you know that there's a county that's in the next county that, that if you go down this one road, on one side it's a bunch of bikers. Now, there are a lot of Christian bikers, but these are not Christian bikers. And on the other side, there's also a cannibal that, li- that used to live there. I think he's in jail now. And then on the other side, there is a coven, a witch coven. And a girl tried to to move it. The reason I know this is because a girl moved into this apartment and she was surrounded because she didn't have enough money to to get out of there. She worked, but she didn't have enough money to get out. And then one day she went into her apartment and her landlord was in her bed. So she, she had to go somewhere. She had to leave. She couldn't even live there anymore. That's what we're, that's, that's here. That isn't, that isn't in New York or some other place. That's here. 
We need to pray. And we, we should have helped that girl. But we don't. Those are the people we need to help. Because we could have we could have helped her and we could have helped her to find Jesus. So all I'm saying is, is we need to pray. And, and just like Pastor said, and like I, I said, you know, Olivia and I had a great time in the Lord. And he was revealing that he is going to be in the atmosphere here. He's going to be in the atmosphere. And he's going to pour out his Holy Spirit upon Braxton County. Are you going to be a part of it? I am. I want to be. Is. And I, I'm like, just like him with Asbury. I am so thankful for what God's doing there. My heart, though, burns. For months now, I have been in a in a in a, 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 a an aching, a, a heaviness, spiritual heaviness, for the souls of people, for their souls, because they're 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 out there and they're begging us. They're begging us. To help. Please come help me. I can hear it. I can, spiritually. I'm not saying I hear an audible voice. You can think that I'm really crazy but I, because I am an intercessor. But I can hear them crying out. Come help me. There's got to be a way. We have young people. This church should be filled with young people. Young people like Jacob and, and um, Emmett and all these young people that are here. This church should be filled with them, and they should be worshiping the Lord. But where are they? They're not here. So are we religious people, or are we, or are we people who want more of Jesus? I want more of Jesus. This year, we will have, I will do, be doing Passover again this year, and I would like to have prayer um, on um, New Year's Eve. And I want to have it around these different holidays, like around Halloween. We should be having prayer meetings here all the time because Halloween is the devil's, the devil's playground. Halloween is of the devil. I'm sorry if you don't believe that. But do you know that there are women who have children, and when they're two years old, they give them to be sacrificed to the devil, and it still happens today here in America. Sleeping right through it, aren't we? And we are sleeping right through it. There are witchcraft here in Braxton County. What are we doing about it? What about our schools? And there are drugs and sex. They think sex, everybody should have sex. And, and what about sex trafficking? Do you know Braxton County? Do you know that Clay County in the court systems is known for incest? There's so much incest happening. That's where the biggest incense is, incest is, is in Clay County. And that's according to the court system. And I know that because I used to be in the court system, and I was going to be working for an attorney from, from, from Clay County. And the judge told us that. This came from the judge of Clay County. I know this was a few years ago, but do you think that it's not happening today? It is. Barb, one of the things, <clears throat> let me ask you this. One of the things that I, that, that I was thinking, especially while I was, while I was gone for a few days, is that how can we do outreach and how can we do all this discipleship and do all this kind of thing if we're not right in the four walls? That's exactly right. We have to get right. Because if we're going to go out and bring people in, 
we don't want to bring them if we're messed up exactly. because we're going to mess them up. Exactly, exactly. And I know John and I have talked before, and what's been on his heart is that he is very sensitive to the Lord, and he asks the Lord all the time, Lord Jesus, what am I doing wrong? Because i got to make it right. How do I get right? What's wrong in me so that I can be right? That's what we need to be here at the altar, praying and asking God to forgive us for what we've done and to show us, show us our unrighteousness. Show us our unrighteousness because how can we heal the sick if we're sick? If our heart is sick, how can we heal the sick? Yeah. And that's what he's, I've been very sensitive to that myself. That's why I say, I want you to forgive me because I have not been praying the right way. My prayers have been religious prayers. When I get on that prayer call, a lot of times it's religious. And part of that is because my heart is hurting so bad because nobody wants to get on it. And then when they get on it, they don't want to pray. We all should be praying. We should be on that prayer call for an hour and everybody should be taking turns. I don't care how good you think you can pray or not. It doesn't matter. If you can pray, then you pray. No, it isn't about flowery, beautiful prayers. What does your heart say? What, what, what do you want God to hear from your heart? And we need to ask him. We're not asking him, Lord, what do you want? We're saying, this is what I want, Lord. This is what I want. This is what I think we should do. This is what I. Instead, we should be saying, God, what is your heart? What do you want from us? What is your heart? Give us your heart. Give us your eyes. Give us your ears. And you know what? Here's the other thing. We have a few people in this church that does everything. And they're tired. They're tired. They do everything. They take care of the church. Anytime there's something special that comes, they're the ones who do the work. They're tired. So we all, we all, and I know we, right now we look few, but if we get on fire in the, the, this, this group, if we get on fire with God, can you imagine what he's going to do with the few that's in here, the 20, 25, or 30 people that are in here? Can you imagine? That's what he did with 12. Exactly. Changed the, change the world. And what did they do when they were in the upper room? They were Pray. in one accord. So we got to get it one accord. Just like John preached, John, uh, Sandy preached the other day about offense. Do you have an offense? Are you offended by something? Jesus had the right to be offended by all of us. Uh, by everybody, everybody he came in contact with, he had the right to be offended, and he chose not to be. Right. He got on a cross, and he said, forgive <coughs> them. Forgive them. Forgive them. Mm -hmm. Does your forgiveness have strings attached? Does your forgiveness have strings attached? Because God dealt that with that with me recently. And I was like, after, after this sermon, I was thinking, I, I pray that all the time because that's a part of something that I was taught in the Lord's Prayer was when you wake up in the morning, you need to say, I choose today to forgive. And something that he's dealt with me for a long time and it's gotten a whole lot better is like when you get in traffic and you get angry with somebody and God one day said to me, I love them just as much as I love you. 
same thing at work. There's a, there's a few people who really, it's like they, they rub me the wrong way. And God said, I love them as much as I love you. So what, do you ha- what are we supposed to do? We should be praying for them. Then that's what I do. I start praying and I say, and I'm not perfect, trust me. Because he's still dealing with me with offense. So what are we doing? What are we doing for the Lord? Are we playing? Is it just about my family and no more? This is your family. This is your family. They're your family. Because if we go out and get them and bring them in, then they become a part of us. And we have helped. We have done what God has asked us to do to save a soul. When you're at work, do you talk about Jesus? Everybody knows at work that I'm going to talk about Jesus. They asked me, somebody asked me, um, they're, they're trying to force me to go to a doctor. And I'm like, no, I'm trusting God. I believe God and his healing power. I don't, it's not that I don't, you know, I just don't have faith in the doctors. That's, it's not just that. But my faith is on Jesus Christ. And when I was younger, I was trained and taught that you trust in Jesus. Do I tell people not to go to the doctor? That's not my responsibility. I don't tell you not to go to a doctor. But I will tell you that I don't go to the doctor because I'm believing that Jesus Christ has healed me. Amen. Jesus Christ has healed me. If I don't see the manifestation, well, then I'm doing something wrong. It's my fault, not God's fault. I'm doing something wrong. So that's what I've been praying. I've been praying, and that's what we have to do. We have to get sensitive to his Holy Spirit. We have desensitized. The world has desensitized us to the Holy Spirit and what what he wants us to do. And when we are seeking him first and his righteousness, then, then. But it's not going to happen until we seek him first. Yeah. You know, when we come in here here in the mornings, we should be at the altar seeking him. Yeah. We should be worshiping him. There should be worship, worship music playing, and I'm talking about worship music. Worship music, and I don't know because I even today I was in the prayer room because we were having such a, we didn't even, Forgot we didn't what time even want to come here. Forgot what time it was. Well, we didn't even want to come back in here because it was just, the Lord was so much there. Hmm. But we need to get bold for God. Yeah. And I'm sorry I didn't mean to preach. No, that's good. I've known Barb for over 30 years. She's real. She's real. 30 years. Yeah. And she, she sat in my dad and mom's house one day and had dinner with us long before we ever did this. That's exactly right. You know, a yeah. long time ago. We were in those groups together. Yeah, yeah. in those groups together. He sang, his, his family sang. And then I was in a hand sign language yeah. singing group. Look at us now. And that's where we met. <laughs> Look and, at us and, now. And, and whenever I was at Mud Fork, yeah. I wanted to leave Mud Fork. See, that's the other thing. We have to be obedient to what God wants. I wanted to leave Mud Fork because I was not getting what I needed to get anymore. And I was told that I disappointed. I was, I was a disappointment. And I said, Lord, please let me leave. And he said, no, you have to stay here. And I said, okay. And I stayed. And when he came, 
the Lord said, this is why you had to stay, because you need to support this man. This is the man Thank of you, God Jesus. that I have called you alongside and his wife. This is the, this is the person that I have called you alongside Thank to you, pray Jesus. for them. So, you know, that's what we have to know. Who are you called alongside? You think that's strange? Look at Sandy. She came and she started singing up here. She didn't, that wasn't the plans. She just walked into this church and now she's on the platform. And I don't know about you, but she blesses me. Does she bless you? She blesses me. She's and she is real. She's with Gospel Quest too. With yes, kids, and she does the kids. children with the Gospel Quest. So not only does she sing up here, but she also takes care of your children. How long did it take you to get here? Took a year for you to get here. Took her, God had called her, but it took her a year to get here. And she got here. When we she needed her, in. we needed her more than she ever needed us. And you've been a blessing to us. Uh, you yes, came at the does. right time. God yes, knows, doesn't he? And then you have the other founding people. You know, you have Sam and Kelly Wayne. How oh, long yeah. have they been with you? They're blessings Two, back there. Yeah. You know, well, Emmett, three, did you hear him this morning? That, that was anointed oh, this yeah. morning. I came in here. I heard him out there, and I thought, who is that? That's not Pastor John. Who is that? Well, and, and here's the thing. If Emmett wasn't important, then the Spirit of the Lord wouldn't have spoke to me to have Emmett sing. Exactly. Obviously, you can trust the, this man. The Lord, the Lord knows who Emmett Wayne is. Yes. He wanted him to sing today. Yes. And the Stouts. Where would you be with the Stouts and Wes and Sandy and Kathy? Kathy. I mean, they have been the 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 backbone. Yes, the foundation. Because mm -hmm. God always builds a church on a foundation. Yeah. You know, and then you have John and Cynthia that, that it was, it was during the, um, whenever we had the overnight, you know, the, the New Year's Eve thing, they came. Was that three years ago? It was about three years ago. And it? he has been with the big boys, Lauren Helm yeah. and, and Pastor Wright. You, you knew Pastor Wright in Virginia before they even, before they were dating, when they were dating, mm -hmm. he knew Moses. <laughs> I was doing good, wasn't I? I was really doing good. I was doing good. No, no. And the other but. thing too about John that people don't know about John, he used to he used to work at a radio station with. In, yes. Yes. And and John, I hope y'all don't have to go. It's good. John introduced me to James Ashworth. Yep. James Ashworth helped Chris Stout start Mud Fork. Yes. Yes, he did. Then I go to Mud Fork. Yep. But I know James Ashworth because right. of John Sandy. Right. James Ashworth changed my life. Right. I'm not the same guy. Right. And the other thing about John is that his voice is, he has a voice that is very, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a wonderful voice. And he was the narrator for the Passion Play at Maranatha Fellowship. He narrated, so he did almost all of the speaking uh, at the Passion Play. A bunch of us came from big church. And because, I mean, we really did, yes, big and, church. And that Passion Play, how many people did it reach? 
thousands of people. Hundreds thousands. of thousands. We both were from the beginning of the Passion Play that they did down there. And there were thousands of people that got saved because of that Passion Play. And, and we didn't even know it was going to happen, did we, John? <laughs> we thought, okay, we're going to do this for, what, a weekend or something? And yeah. then it turned out we had to, like, the first year was like, all of a sudden, we were like a week, two weeks, and then, you know, it Turning just people grew. away. Yeah, we had to turn people away. There were so many people coming. Yeah. So we've got to find what God, that's what God wanted to do down there. Sister Virginia Wright wrote that passion play. Yeah. So my thing is this. God didn't lead a bunch of rookies to Braxton County, talking to all of us here, to not do anything. Not to waste time. You know. And we got work to do. Is 8 o'clock a bad time for prayer? Should we change it? We can change it. Is 8 o'clock a bad time? I, I think it's a good time. Um, well, you, you're, you're probably up early, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, Emmett's, Emmett's in bed. Or... Yeah. As many people as can, can be on the prayer call with us. And I, and I trust him and I trust us that you guys are praying. Y'all are praying. You know, but still, you can be on there with us. It's not like we're trying to get this huge number of people. But let me tell you something. We can change the world. And I'm talking about changing the world. I don't think small. I'm, I'm thinking, yes, we have to work on Braxton County, but we can change the world. Yes, we can change the world. Amen. We could do it. Anybody else have anything? No, we probably got to go. Doesn't cost a thing. That's a free service. You know, I should probably send them money because they, they occasionally they do ask for money, and I should probably send them money for that. Love you, Barb. Yeah. I told him. Yeah, I want to. No, I want to tell you all something. I don't normally preach in a sweatshirt, but Lindsay has started a business and she's making no money on anything that she's that the Pulse buys. So um, anyway, I want to encourage you to go to our Facebook page, and you do the ordering. You order it, uh, and and go in and and order a shirt. You know, and uh, t-shirt, sweatshirt. And we got hats, coffee mugs. They're they're real reasonable. She's making no money on she's making no money on us, but but it's just to get the word out and, and for us to do that. So I mean, you could get all kinds of stuff. And if there's something else that you want, just send her a text and she'll see if she can get it for us. But anyway, it's real reasonable. But you know, stuff's gone up in price, you know, because of different things. But you know, get the word out. So I want to encourage you to to do that. You know, those of you all that have businesses, you know, Sandy has a, has a business. You know what Lindsay said? She said, I want to buy from Sandy because Sandy has a business. And so I I'm, I've, I've transport things back and forth for Lindsay for, from, from uh, Sandy. But, you know, God wants to do big things. You've got dreams. You've got things that you can do. If you're, one of the, if you're one of the people who financially supports this church, thank you so much. Because let me tell you, God is is doing big things. Yeah. I have relatives 
He goes. <laughs> I have relatives that spend their money here that don't go here. So we need to give here if they're going to do it. And I'm talking a full tither. We all need to become full tithers. You want to release God's blessings? You want to receive God's glory and his anointing? You need to start being a full tither. And can I make another suggestion? God's really been helping us in this Connect class in here. My calling is evangelistic. That's one of the areas that we're called to be. That's my calling, mm -hmm. is evangelistic. And my calling is to get the church to grow. That's what I'm called to do. We get into some wonderful stuff Sunday mornings at, at 10. If you're not in a connect group, you need to join. Folks, it's time to change. God's not going to change the world until he changes us, and we got to give him permission. we got to say, Lord, I want to change. We, can I say this? we got, we got to do something different. We want something different to happen. We can't yeah. keep doing what we're doing and see revival and to see a move of God. we got to change. I look for it like I told uh, uh, Brenda, Barbara, so much. Thank you for your comments. I do. I seek God for every nook and cranny in my life. Change me, Lord. Where is it? Shine a light on to me. God, I don't want to miss one thing. What am I missing? If you will do that, God will start to change you. I don't, there's a lot of stuff I don't listen to on TV anymore. I mean, they were all right stuff. Nothing wrong with them. I just, I put on Daystar. I put on The Chosen. I put on something else. I'm running. I'm listening to sermons. You've got to spend more time with God. Right, Dustin? you got to spend more time with him if he wants him to spend more time with you. Yeah. You want to see this church change? You want to see revival? You want to see your family helped and blessed and healed and delivered and prevented for? You're going to have to change what you're doing. Now, folks, I'm talking to me, all of us. Mike, I can't believe not knowing what I know, I saw the change in him. And I mean, encouraging ways, Mike, you keep it up, buddy, because God has helped you. It's wonderful. Well, folks, every one of us need to say right now, God, change me. We need to change. This church isn't going to go anywhere. We're the nucleus. We've got a great nucleus. Awesome people. I brag on you all the time. But, folks, we've got to get consistent. We've got to be consistent in our walk. Right, Barb? We've got to be consistent. Uh, my wife and his wife, uh, wonderful godly women. And I feed from my wife. She feeds me in her walk and challenges me. Folks, it's time to change. I'm, I'm challenging you right now. We need to move up. Amen. Is that all right to say that? Yeah. Yeah, we need to. Amen. Amen. Love you all. Have a great day. Give ideas. Pray about ideas. Pray about what God is. It's, and if you can join us tonight, please do. 8 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time, and uh, share this broadcast that we do. Share the broadcast. Share the podcast. Get them out to people. And God is going to do great things. I believe he already is. Have a great day, everybody. Hallelujah.